Hello and welcome to Found. This week, we have a special episode for you. Jordan, my usual co-host, got the chance to talk to Serena Williams at TechCrunch Disrupt. So she's going to have a conversation with her. Well, she already had that conversation, but we're going to play it back here for you in case you didn't have the chance to hear it. Or if you're hearing it for a second time, plenty more to discover. This one's worth multiple re-listens, I think. The podcast itself will be taking a break for November. So please watch for the new episodes when we come back after that break. Thanks again and enjoy this episode. Hey. Hey. Hello. (laughs) What's up? Okay, let's start with the kind of like elephant in the room, I think. A month ago, (laughs) Serena, you walked off of the court Mm -hmm. for what was theoretically the last time Mm -hmm. at the U.S. Open. And for the first time, there wasn't another tournament kind of on the horizon. So it feels a little bit like the first four weeks of the rest of your life. And I'm just wondering how you've spent it. Yeah, it's been interesting. You know, it's like, so as you may know, I started this company, Serena Ventures, a while ago. And a part of me just kind of jumped right into that. Actually, Allison and I, we were in New York at the time. We were just having tons of meetings. And it was really great because it was like, I didn't really even think about, you know, the whole retirement. I still haven't really thought about it. But I did wake up the other day and I went on the court and I was like, oh, for the first time in my life, I'm not playing for a competition. And it felt really weird. So it is. It's like It was like the first day of the rest of my life. And so far, I am enjoying it. Okay. But I'm still trying to find that balance. Yeah. Yeah. You called it weird. I like that it's weird because you are such a competitor. And I want to talk a little bit more yeah. about that. You wrote in Vogue that you never wanted to have to choose between tennis and a family or right. tennis and anything else, really. But that something had to give. And I'm just curious your thoughts on, because Serena Ventures is so invested in diversity as well, what does it take to make sure that no woman ever has to kind of choose between one thing or another? I think, you know, just really putting yourself first and and really just understanding. I think planning is obviously, if you have those opportunities, I think planning is something that is so vital and and so important. And that's one thing that we do. We really plan so much. And... um, yeah, it's hard because as women, you know, if you do want a family, there's t- you have you can't always put yourself first. And I think women in general, we tend to put ourselves always not first, second, yeah. or third. And you know, it's when you have a kid, it's like I don't even you you don't really even show yourself enough self care and love. So I know I don't. I'm really bad at it. So, but at the same time, I'm so happy. Like I really want my daughter and my family to to be ahead of me. And um, but. Yeah, it's interesting how just women think. And I like that we think that way. And I think that's what makes us special. Yeah. Yeah. So 100 million, more than 100 million. Yeah, 111. Yeah, wow. You like to be number one. Yeah. (laughs) I have have so much to ask about being number one in VC because it's a totally different game. But I wanted to ask you, what do you think are the most important trends? We have a audience full of founders. Raise your hand if you'd like to raise money from Serena Ventures. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta raise more money. There are plenty of them out there. (laughs) What are you looking at, right? And when you think about tech trends that might be interesting for the portfolio? Yeah. Serena Ventures, we really want to invest in companies that make everyday lives better for the everyday person. 
and solve problems that disproportionately affect women and people of color. They're systematically overlooked within the venture community. It's an opportunity to do good and do well. One doesn't have to come at the expense of the other. And when we're meeting with founders, it's really early stage. We're doing things at pre-seed, seed, and series A. So what we want to see is a personal connection to that problem. Why are you uniquely qualified to solve it? And we spend a lot of our time in consumer-facing technology because we want to build products for the communities we want to serve. So it's really important for us, whether that's in financial services, health and wellness. We spend a lot of time on gender and racial equity within the healthcare system, mental health and wellness. These are problems that are facing every community, but especially facing women and people of color. There's not enough tools and services there for them. So that's something we're really focused on. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, something that we're hearing a lot in the last several years has been around crypto and DeFi and Web3 and what that means in terms of kind of serving disenfranchised or underserved communities because kind of decentralizing and letting you own your data can be a game changer. And I'm curious how Serena Ventures is looking at Web3. Serena, is that something that you guys are interested in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a meeting a long time ago, and we, we can't have a VC company and not have a foot in Web3 at all because, you know, it is the future. It is something, but we want to make sure we're really thoughtful about the process. How are we investing in this space? I mean, this was actually created to create more opportunity, and it ended up being completely opposite. A bunch right? of white guys. <laughs> yeah, it ended up completely separating it even more. And so how we always think of how do we actually have a foot in and to continue to invest in things that make everyday lives people better, but in the Web3 space. And yeah, we we have a few investments yeah, that are Web3. Yeah. On communities that focus on women. We've done some stuff on the continent in Africa. We're dealing with uh, on-ramp and off-ramp in the crypto space. So really trying to level the playing field, make an inclusive space for everyone because that was the whole goal of Web3. And I, I still think it is in crypto. And so how do we just make sure that we don't lose that in the hype and, and that had happened and kind of the original first movers weren't necessarily the masses that we we're going to serve, but there's it, we're still in the beginning stages. There's a lot of opportunity for us to really make it uh, a unique opportunity for everyone to have a seat at the table, which is what we've always wanted. We never want just one type of person there. And I think that's clear from the makeup of the portfolio that you guys have right now. You know, how do you think about diversity from the LP side of things? Because the founders win, SGPs, you guys win, but the biggest winner (laughs) financially is the LP. It was super important to us and something we spent a lot of time. I think people sometimes assume we had a really easy, really quick fundraise. That wasn't the case because, one, it was a first-time fund, but, two, we wanted women and people of color. That was really important to us. About 40% of our LPs are women or people of color. Wow. So made a really big effort to include people um, who looked like us and looked like the people we were serving and made strategic decisions about how we thought about check size and who we let in because we wanted... We wanted to open the door. We wanted to open the, the table up to everyone. So took us a little longer, but we're really proud of that. We love when we have our LP events that we're seeing people that look like our team, that look like our founders. Um, and it's unique. It's, 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 it's yeah. super unique. We don't get to see that often. And so what we do at Serena Ventures is really important for us to make sure we invest in all types of founders. But one conversation that Allison and I had early on was that, listen, we also want to just figure out the problem as a whole. We want our LPs to, to also be women and people of color. And like Allison said, yeah, it definitely took us a little bit longer, but 
you don't see these kinds of numbers. And we, we no. honestly are super proud of that. Even our be. service providers, we had an all women of color legal team do our fund formation. And that took us a while to find, but was awesome to do. Yeah, it's clear dedication, right? And I, I mean, Kevin and Natasha were talking just a minute ago, and Natasha was spot on. You know, inclusion is a word we use so much that we almost have sucked the meaning out of it. It can feel really performative. And it sounds like you guys are top to bottom committed. So kudos, 100%. Serena, you are famously competitive. You know, everyone talks about how much you hate to lose, and it's very clear from your uh, record of winning. Um, (laughs) You clearly hate it. Um, Most startups fail, right? And in VC, winning is, you know, 20%. Couple companies get a big win and it returns the fund. That feels like it might be a hard adjustment. It is, it is. And it's interesting because I I look at it and I'm thinking, well, you know, I want everyone to win. Yeah. And at least everyone that we invest in. And and we've gotten really, we continue to grow, but every quarter it seems like we get even more um, diligent with our due diligence. And we just look more and more as to, because we really want to change those numbers. We want all of the companies that we invest in to be successful. We spend countless of hours talking to our founders and helping them um, and asking them questions. And how can we be helpful to, you know, to make this successful? Because you're right, I'm used to just really having everything have success. And I understand, and that's something I definitely need to continue to understand, that (laughs) usually when you're investing so early stage as we are with pre-seed and seed, you don't get 100% winners. But I'm just like, well... Did I do something wrong? You know, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm like, wait, is something happening? And so for me, it's still about, okay, we still want to have as many winners as we can. And then winning looks different. You know, yeah. a lot of times, sometimes winning isn't about having a unicorn or having like a, a $500 million company. Sometimes winning, it looks different, but you know how winning looks for me. So I'm just <laughs> like, uh, still trying to find that balance of, you know, understanding that you can't pick 100% winners. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the timeline. I think that that could also be a thing, right? Because when you are training for a tournament, you know I have to win seven matches. Mm-hmm. And you play for three hours, four hours, hopefully fewer, and win, and you go on to the next one. And in VC, what, it could be 10 years mm-hmm. before you kind of yeah. know for sure. Maybe on paper it looks like a win right now, but anything right. could happen. Yeah. And that's one thing that I say that we bring a lot. We bring a lot of experience. Alice and I have actually been working together for five, six years now, and we've had lots of success and we've seen how long it takes for some of our companies to have realizations. So, and and Allison's been such a champion with helping me understand so much in the tech space for so many years. Yeah. It's just, it is a difference. It is a difference. Once you understand that and you get it, it's just like, okay, you just, you just wait. It, It did take me 17 years to win my first Grand Slam. So uh, I can wait. I'm good at waiting. 17 okay. years since birth. Not 17 years playing tennis. 17 <laughs> yeah. years since birth. Of True. life. Yeah, yeah life. exactly. A little life. different. A little different. different. Ridiculous. Oh, I'm patient. Sure. I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We, we all feel 16, that. You know? Yeah, totally. The most Should've patient winner ever. Should have been 16. Get out of here. 17. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> Allison. What is the kind of like strength weakness dynamic between you and Serena? Like where who picks up the slack and and who is kind of covering for the other in terms of just areas of expertise and kind of, you know, that that balance? I would say Serena is the best picker I've ever met. Like really? she can meet a company and with it she reads people 
better than anyone. And that's probably because you've met more people I know than anyone in the world. <laughs> but she can meet someone and instantly know, I want to know them more. I want to know their story or just say, this isn't for us. She's amazing at that first meeting. And so I always love to do those with her. I always learn from her and the way that she's able to ask insightful questions, understand someone's true motivations, really see if they're the type of founder we want to work with for the next seven, 10 years. Right. Branding, marketing, who's built a better brand than her. Obviously, she understands how to do that, how to be strategic and thoughtful with time and energy. And again, championship mindset. You know, being a founder is a very long journey. It's very lonely. I imagine it's like what it's like being on the baseline at the U.S. Open. I've never been on the baseline of the U.S. Open, but I can imagine and having someone who understands that, how to get up when you fail, not that she's failed many times or at all, but, you know, understanding that. So those are, I definitely think, her strengths. I'm a little bit more of a nerd, you know, give me the operational stuff. Give me the, how do we think about our next round of financing? What are the metrics we need to hit? Talking to him about the current market environment and then go to market kind of in the weeds. And so having that nice balance. But the good thing also is we've been working together for five years. So I've learned some of the tricks. She's learned some of the tricks. And we're really able to divide and conquer and be the best we can be for our entrepreneurs, which is really nice. Yeah. And I think Allison's definitely selling herself a little <laughs> short here. I mean, she is really such a great leader. And she's really, my goodness, sometimes when we're meeting investors and she's just talking and I'm literally sitting there thinking, wow, I'm so happy that she's on this journey and that she's part of Serena Ventures because it's just to listen to how brilliant this woman is, is like exactly the reason why Serena Ventures exists. I really want to be able to have these amazing voices that can really bring so much to this industry. And um, the way she is committed uh, is almost, I'm, I'm the one telling her, Allison, take a day off. Or Allison, <laughs> turn, why are you? And she's like, I'm having, I can't come to work today, but yet I see her little slack light up. And I'm like, <laughs> I really want to write her, get off a of slack. But um, she's still there. So the hard work is... You can't replace hard work. Everyone's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, what do I, every founder's like, what do I do? Nothing replaces hard work and dedication. And that's another thing that she brings in addition to just the sheer brilliance. And so when you have that right hand next to you, it is, it just, it's, it's really, it's really great. Yeah. So you read people. Is, is what Allison said that your strength was, which I'm trying to not think too hard on because it felt like you were distrustful of me back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good person. You could trust me. <laughs> but I'm curious what qualities you're looking for, like in a founder, because it is just the founder, you know, yeah. and an idea. Well, that I level. think that experience shows. Um, so we all, I always look at what have you, what have you not been successful at? Because that shows me that when times get tough, you know what, what's coming and you know what to expect. And failure is great. I think it's a great opportunity to learn. And I don't even like the word failure. I feel like it should be called, it, I, I had an opportunity to learn. That's what it should be called to me. Because I feel like that really creates the very next best thing. And so I always look at um, what are some big learning experience that you've done and uh what just experience in general, like where's your experience been? And um, I, one thing that I really like to look at is, are you doing this because it's a white space? Are you doing this because 
it's something that's near and dear to you. I've found that usually when it's near and dear to you and there's a space available for it. That's the winning that, combo. That's the, that's the winning combo. But if you're doing it because, oh, you see, it's a great opportunity and it's a great, op- you know, something that can be done here, then no matter how big and open it is, it generally is never as good as someone that really has something that is passionate, that they're actually passionate about. So I ask a lot of questions to bring out those answers and try try to fill that around. Yeah, I think that there is, you know, with the exception of some serial entrepreneurs who know how to be an entrepreneur, that personal connection is a really important thing to a lot of VCs. And you kind Mm -hmm. of feel like if you're trying to be a founder for founder's sake, there's so much that can go wrong. And I'm curious for you if you feel, if you have kind of an instant litmus test or an instant understanding when a founder is coming to you and it feels like what they want most is for you to tweet or to be in a commercial, right? To use mm-hmm. the, the Serena megaphone. Is that something that you're keenly aware of and feel? Has that happened much? Yeah, I mean, that ha- that's something that we deal with pretty much every day. Yeah. You know? and, uh, <laughs> but we have a way of, of how we deal with it and how to how to use our brand, you know, but really, we really are putting our SV brand front center because that's what that's what we're here for. We're here to invest in founders and we have a really amazing team and we really want to just continue to, to do what we want to do. We want to make the lives of everyday people better. And so there are times where there is that opportunity to use Serena Williams brand, but we, we kind of just keep it as less as possible. That's not the value add that you're trying to bring forward. That's a bonus for those who get invested in potentially. Exactly. I mean, I think we wouldn't have started a venture firm and raised a fund if we were just trying to be a Serena Williams ad Instagram. That wasn't the goal of this. The goal was to really take those board seats, help people build companies. And the value that they should really be thinking about at Serena Ventures is that Serena, because she's been a celebrity for so long, has these amazing connections. So if you want to talk to someone at Nike, I think she might know somebody. You know, If you want to <laughs> get in the door of, of, of a big box retailer, they're probably going to take our call because of who we are. But it's those connections, those business opportunities, those potential acquisition opportunities, the advisors we're able to bring to the table to help you get to where you need to be. That is so much more valuable than one tweet or one kind of quote. And so we want to support our founders. We love them. We invest in them because we believe in them. So naturally, we are going to talk about them because we're excited about them. And, and so that kind of happens naturally. But if someone wants us our money so that they can get four posts, like that's not what this is. That's not a partnership. That's not something we're going to want to invest our time and energy and resources in. So we want it to be a mutual like discussion about what, how can we add value and what are the things you're looking for and making sure that aligns so we are the right fit for the end. And that doesn't present as hustle to you, right? Like that's the idea. Because I think that sometimes it's like, oh, look how hard I'm hustling. I really want you to tweet about me. And that's not how it reads. I'm just making sure that everyone hears that part. Yeah. And we, we like to keep things very authentic. Yeah. You know, and, you know, SV has its own brand and we want to keep things really authentic. We're not going to do something that isn't authentic to us or isn't authentic to things that we don't believe in. So Uh for us, it's, it's really about keeping that as well. Totally. So one question that I wanted to ask you, Serena, is like how your persona as a tennis player, which is very aggressive, takes risks, you know, wears emotions on her sleeve. Mm -hmm. 
how does that translate, if at all, to you as a VC? Yeah, I'm quite the opposite. I think that's a different Serena, like in general. Yeah. Um, she, that tennis player, is very intense. But um, <laughs> me, <laughs> I'm very serene. You know, I remember when I was, I used to ask my mom, why did you name me Serena? Because I'm like the, the, op- most, <laughs> I'm the most opposite of that. But as I got older, I, I mean, it, 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 it envelops me. I'm very serene and I'm very calm and... Um, even yesterday, I had nightmare travel schedule, and I was just like, it's okay, we'll be fine. Like, you know, I was super chill throughout the whole thing. And yeah, I just feel like that's a good way to approach this industry in particular, because there's a lot of ups and downs. And in particular with us, we're doing so much early stage that there's a tremendous amount of ups and downs, and we're dealing with a lot of founders sometimes that really are against the wall, and they don't know what to do, and they are, you know, emailing and texting you a hundred times a day. And it's like, well, how do you deal with all the, a lot of these situations? So, um, and I'm exaggerating a little bit. Yeah, but, a little. Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think I'm the one that brings this very chill kind of, I, I think actually a lot of us on the team brings us a very yeah. calm calm disposition and yeah you always say leaders lead that's one of the things Serena always says and I really internalize that is you have to lead the way you want the rest of your team to to perform and so she is always very calm she's always very clear-headed about what are the next steps let's take a breather here and having that one helps us as a team think that way because I can get a little chaotic sometimes and having a partner who's very serene is lovely but I I think the other thing is you're just you're who you are 100% of the time. You're very authentic. So I think you who you are on the court is a little bit different than who you are in the in the boardroom, but it's also, you know, you want to win. You you think strategically. You kind of always think about the next step and planning. And those are things that you did on the court that transfer perfectly to being a leader in the venture space. Well, there we have it. <laughs> um beyond Alexis, who are you getting mentorship from? I, I mean, I assume, right? Alexis has been a founder and a VC no, we, for a long no, time. No, we don't You're talk like, about business. At no all. way. It, it, no, not at like Alice. No, not at all. We uh, separation. I will ask him one question. I'll be like, "Tell me about this founder. Do you know like, this? Tell me about him." And he'll give me like a whole plethora of information. <laughs> You're like, and that I'm was like, not okay, like... thank you. All done. Back to family life. <laughs> wow. I would have thought that the dinner table conversation would have been very startup-y focused, you but know, it's not. We're very competitive. That's what I was going to ask. Alexis Are you competitive? Is so competitive, and I'm internally so competitive. Like I don't. You can't read my face, you know. But inside, I'm just screaming and dying. And um, <laughs> and saying, oh, my God, you know, and, you know, we don't want that. We, you know, we just so we definitely keep it very separate. So, so you've never done a deal together? We have, we have in but the it's past, but not this fund, not this. It's, Alexis is very smart. We like them. So we like to work with smart investors, of course, but we don't target the same things and we stay in our own lanes. So. There are times where it crosses over, and that's great because we love to partner with smart investors. But yeah, it's a, it's it a would big... be nice though, actually, because he he does a lot. So we'll yeah, we have we have two happen. we have two deals with them in this in this yeah, one oh. two. So feels like you're planning on doing more. Then it feels like you just 
brainstorm. I didn't that say right that. We're just taking it a day at a time. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Okay. <laughs> One step at a time here, you know. Is Alexis as competitive with you as you are with it? You're both just like, we're no, going to win? so competitive. So we don't bring that into the, yeah, our household. Yeah, you just leave so it. So we, we just we keep it very separate. And, and I like that. I, I think that that's... We want to put our relationship before anything else. And so, yeah. That's probably smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's probably for the best. I approve. <laughs> um, <laughs> so can we, we have a couple minutes left. I have a few rapid fire questions for you, Serena. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Reddit or Instagram? <laughs> I mean, obviously Instagram. Yeah. She's like, screw Alexa. Got a little loaded there. <laughs> okay. Tutu or cat suit? Oh, I was just going to say tutu, and then I used like that suit. A longer short. A longer short. So we're just ignoring well, my options. I'm longer short cat suit. Like, She's had multiple. Oh, a longer short cat suit. Yeah, which one? I'm asking She's you. She's had multiple. I'm asking you long. Uh, I'm going to go with tutu. Tutu. Yeah. If I had said short, would it have been different? I probably would have went with tutu. <laughs> what do, so there was no reason to clarify. You were buying time. Yeah. In our rapid fire. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Well, I'm not going to let you do that to me again. Um... <laughs> Your best investment to date? Oh, um, <clears throat> I'm asking you, not me. No, doesn't um, want to pick favorites, but I'm gonna ask. I know you I do not like picking favorites. Uh, Let the competitor in you fuel you. Um, I can't pick favorites. I mean, I don't know. I love Masterclass. It's because it was one of my earliest, earliest ones. Yeah, and it was one of the very, it was one of my earliest, so I'll say that. Sentimental, I get yeah. it. And also like a unicorn, I'm sure. But that's, um, that's not fair, though. <laughs> you can't, know. <laughs> okay, how about this one? The company that you most regret turning down for either of you? Um, is there one that, <laughs> is there one that blew uh, up that you well, said no we, to? Well, in our, in the original portfolio. Yeah, it is. Because before, we have to understand, yeah, before we built Serena Ventures, we worked for four years to build our track record before we actually decided to go for outside capital and outside raise. So we worked for a very long time to build our track record, investing um, my own capital. And just so that made us have a really good due diligence process, because when you're investing your own capital, you have no other option but to get it back. And so we did a, a ton of work behind that. And then um, what was the question? The, the company. You, <laughs> I know the answer. Are you with me? The company you most regret turning down. Oh, it's, so in early so I don't even know if I ever told you this because I don't even Uh-oh. tell people. Oh, I have. I have. I thought I knew. Okay, so let's see. I, yeah, I you both have to answer. About it. Actually, okay. don't say it. And I won't mention the name. Oh. But there is a company awesome. that I was in France and I just wasn't set up enough at the time. It was probably year three or four. I didn't have Allison basically at the time. <laughs> and there was this amazing company and I met them and I, I really wanted to actually invest. And it wasn't that I passed on them. It was that I just wasn't set up. And... <laughs> And but I you know what I took from that is that I knew it was going to be a good company and I wanted to invest in it. And it was before people were doing ride shares. Okay, that's different one than I thought. Yeah. And I really wanted it. But I I just didn't have the infrastructure and I ended up not doing it because I was playing the French Open and it was just like, oh, my gosh, I just (laughs) didn't have time. Yeah. And I probably but it's like a, that and just and it's like a trust your gut thing, though, because you were like, oh, I was right. 
I was absolutely I right. And I knew I was right. I just literally didn't have enough infrastructure or time at the time to do it. Yeah. But so I didn't necessarily pass on it. I just wasn't ready for you it. You still haven't said what the company's called. I'm not good. I don't talk about okay, it. Okay, fine. Very I don't want to fight with you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tired I of fighting with right. <laughs> What about for you? What? I thought it was, we, we saw Instacart, but it was a little bit too late for us. Oh, and that, yeah, there was, another that was another hurts. one that yeah. we, yeah. there was still a lot of room for growth there. We, yeah. we kind of could have made the exception there, I think. Yeah. But it was, I think, their Series B. And we were like, no, we're early stage. And that would have been a nice one to get into. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we crushed the lightning round. So I have my final question. And then we'll all leave. Um, there's a reason that you use the word evolution. Mm-hmm. And uh, not retirement. I don't like the word retirement either. You never use it. I'm telling you right now. No, I'm, I'm not retired. No, don't. I'm telling you, I don't want you to ever retire from anything. Yeah. But it sounded like you were on the fence a little bit at the U.S. Open. And I know you, have, you haven't thought about it much in the last four weeks being so busy. But what are the chances that we get to see you play again? I'm going to cry asking. <laughs> well, the chances are very high. You come to my house, I got a court. (laughs) I got you. We have a thousand witnesses to you saying that. (laughs) I'm definitely cashing in on that. Yeah, hey, you know, you know. Don't walk it back. Invite. I'm not. I'm actually not. I'm saying you know where to come. Okay, well, I'm going to show up and probably be beat up by, like, security guards or something. She said I could play! Uh... I said you could watch. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. That was supposed to be the last question, but I have to ask you this. I once saw a tweet that was like, how many amateur men think that they could beat Serena Williams in a game of tennis? And it was like 84%. Wow. Can you just say something to those dudes, please? <laughs> Okay, let me clarify. When you're talking amateur, are you talking about college players, or are you talking... Does it matter? It does, actually. Okay, well, it was just random guys on Twitter. Like, it was like a poll where it was like, do you think you could... Men, do you think you could beat Serena? Yeah. And the answer... 84 people said yes. 84%. That's crazy. Well, any day, I'm ready. We could, we could, we should start doing like a big challenge. Come over to my house. I take them down one at a time. I'm only allowed. <laughs> uh, I'm only allowed to watch, but I'll watch. I'll, I'll live tweet and you it. Can watch. I can exactly. watch. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Round of applause for Serena and Allison. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Pound is hosted by myself, TechCrunch news editor Daryl Etherington, and TechCrunch managing editor Jordan Crook. Yashad Kulkarni is our executive producer. We are produced by Maggie Stamitz and edited by Kel Keller. TechCrunch's audio products are managed by Henry Pickovit. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash found. You can also email us at found at techcrunch.com, and you can call us and leave a voicemail at 510-936-1618. Also, we'd love if you could spare a few minutes to fill out our listener survey at bit.ly slash found listener survey. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.